Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are live in Friendship Church Studios. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are so glad to have you join us again. Uh, I am here with Pastor Joel Farber. And Joel, I just want to, I want to cut to the chase today. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. We have a special guest and I'd like you to introduce her and uh, we want to spend some time together as we're, we're really focusing in on missions during uh, these, these special podcasts and uh, I'm, I'm excited for our guest. Yeah. Is this a new segment called Cut to the Chase? <laughs> Cut to the Chase. <laughs> Cut to the we Chase, should, Joel. Just, no no funny business. No dilly-dallying No dilly-dallying. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Friendship Church fam, we have Jamie Strandberg on with us today, and she is serving in Mexico with Converge, and I'm going to let her introduce more about herself as we get into this, but hey, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast yeah, with welcome, us today. Jamie. Thank you. Well, thank you for this opportunity. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, would you uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, you're you're a Minnesota girl, and maybe you can start there and and uh, let us know where where you're serving and what God's doing. All right. Well, my name. Well, you already know my name. My name is Jamie, and I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota, which is just right up the road from you guys. Right on. Yeah, and. Uh, the youngest of five kids. Um, I grew up at Bloomington Baptist, which is now called Hillside, and it's actually the mother church to friendship. And I recall as a young girl that our church commissioned uh, two or three families to go start a church in Prior Lake. And it's just exciting to see how God has yeah. worked in amazing ways at friendship <laughs> throughout the years. Um, but anyway, uh, so... I grew up in Minnesota. Ever since I was a young girl, I remember our church had missions trips to Mexico, mm -hmm. to northern Mexico, and my sisters went on those, and when I had a chance, I went on them too. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember it was when I was about 12 that God put a, a spark in me about missions, and, um, and I had my call when I was about 13. I went on to... Uh, to study Spanish and psychology, and then I did a master's in Spanish and a master's in theological studies. And I've just been blessed to be able to participate in a lot of short-term mission trips throughout my life. And um, for many years, I taught Spanish in different colleges and universities, and then I could go to do short-term missions during the summer. And every time I would do that, it was like God would just re reignite that passion for missions in Mexico. Hmm. And um, I'm just grateful and blessed to be able to serve God here and help people come to know Christ and to grow in their knowledge and love of him and to serve him. Wow. Wow. That's, that is so cool. I love what you said, even just the, you, you had a family who participated in missions and uh, you, you waited your turn and in doing so, it sounds like maybe God was stirring some things in you and preparing you for uh, ultimately his call in your life. That's, that's awesome. Currently, what would you say, like if, if you could identify maybe some things that you're doing in Mexico? I, I assume you're not teaching Spanish in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I have taught some conversational English, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. What's up, man? <laughs> 
Yeah. What are what would be some things that that you get the opportunity to do down in Mexico? So I've been on I've been on the field since 2004. Mm. And um I started in Guadalajara and I went to Guanajuato for a while. I came back here in 2014 back to Guadalajara. What I'm presently doing is I'm teaching at a seminary, uh, the Emmanuel Baptist Theological Seminary to to help develop leaders and helping these younger believers grow and their both their knowledge and their love of Christ and to help them be better and in and, and ministry. Um, I'm also a part of two churches down here. One is Getsemane and one is Factor Faith, Faith Factor. At Getsemane, I'm part of a women's Bible study on Wednesday mornings. And sometimes I teach, sometimes uh, they don't need me to teach, but I'm there to help contribute. And at night, I'm at Factor Faith and I lead a Bible study there for four new believers. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly four new believers and it's been exciting to see them learn and grow and get excited about all that God is doing in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and then um, also we, um, I'm part of a, we call it a regional Baptist convention of a number of churches and we connect on Saturday mornings to pray for each other and to hear what God is doing in the other churches around the country that are part of our convention and it's been that's been really exciting too to pray for each other and and we've done prayer walks we did a prayer walk in one region and some outreach Um, so it's been exciting to be able to be part of a bigger picture as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 really big i hear i hear some missionaries feeling like they're isolated and lonely i mean i can understand how that would that it can feel that way for sure is that something that you struggle with or do you feel like you really have a good uh, body of believers that come around and support you and know you and minister to and with you? How how are you doing there? Uh, great question. Of course, during the pandemic, it hasn't been easy to be yeah. more isolated. But of course, we have been able to connect on Zoom and Skype and other means online. And so that, that's been helpful. Um, I'm grateful for the two church families and the other churches that are connected to us. Of course, being on Zoom isn't the same as being in person, but it Next best thing, right? Yeah, right? So I'm grateful for that connection. Sure. Is Mexico pretty locked down right now? I guess I just don't know what the situation is in Mexico, or are they pretty open? You know, they've really taken the um, taken the pandemic seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to stores, you have to have a mask on, and sometimes they'll check your temperature and give you gel and mm-hmm. and things like that. They, um, I think, I think we're doing pretty well. Okay. Okay. Great. As, as you think about your time there, can you think of a, a story where you, you saw God at work and do something big? And maybe that's something in the past, or maybe it's something that's happening right now. Just a kind of a standout story for you. One, one of the latest uh, exciting, exciting things that I've seen God doing is with the Wednesday night Bible study with these young believers. A few weeks ago, well, maybe about a month ago, we started... Uh, a new Bible study series on the book of John, doing the I Ams of John. Mm-hmm. And because they're new believers, we wanted to get them into the Gospels and to help them understand and get to know who Jesus is. And a couple Wednesdays ago, we were doing that uh, Jesus is the door to the sheep. Mm-hmm. And this one gal, of the four, two have been baptized, one last fall and one in January. But um, this one gal who was baptized last fall, all of a sudden, she just got all excited. And she says, I'm just learning so much. I just want to get to know him more and more. 
referring to Jesus. And I'm just like, I just wanted to start crying. Um, it's just the, that excitement of new believers coming to to grow like that. You know, things that maybe I I learned so many long so long ago. Sure. But to that excitement of a new believer, it's just priceless. Yeah. And so that was really fun. And then last week we talked about Jesus as the good shepherd, which is related. And again, she's just like, I'm just, I'm learning so much. I'm just so excited. <laughs> and so, you know, I praise God for that. I praise God for that. Amen. And then um, another person from that Bible study, he was baptized like a month ago. He is partly blind because mm. he's diabetic and he had complications from diabetes. Mm. But he got baptized in January. And something that I've never really noticed before, but so he gets, he goes down in the water, he comes up. And he had his hands on his face and he was just like in the moment. Mm. And he just, he just was there for like at least a minute, just, just there. Mm. And it's like, wow, you know, just, it's just exciting to see how God is really at work in these young believers. Yeah. I'm sure it just feels like, it, oh, this makes it all worth it. Right. I mean, Amen. When, yeah. When you see that kind of thing and and what a great reminder. I, I mean, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but for me personally, sometimes I take that kind of thing for granted. And so to see somebody, as you explained, you know, just in that position for a minute of being overwhelmed and excited and thankful and amazed and all of those things, boy, that, that ministers to the body of Christ. That's beautiful. Love it. Amen. And, and when I've seen him at our Wednesday night Bible studies, I told him, I said, you know, I've noticed a change in you over this last month. There's just mm-hmm. a certain joy and a peace in you that, um, that I see God is really at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think, yeah. uh, Joel, I think you have some questions that you were going to ask too. Yeah. Uh, an important one and a good reason why we're doing these podcasts is so that Friendship Church can be praying for you. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind sharing a, a handful of ways or a few ways on how we can be praying for you while you're down in Mexico. Uh, well, thank you for asking. Um, I think one would be for good health, for energy and for safety, you know, and energy, because sometimes I get tired, like most of us, I think at times, um, and then safety as I drive on the road and in general, because there has been a rise in violence down here. We're not, the, as an American, I'm not the target. We're not the target, but just to continue to pray for safety mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Pray that God would use me to develop transformational leaders as I teach at the seminary. Uh, and I'm grateful mm-hmm. when my students tell me, wow, I'd never, I've read that scripture before, but I'd never seen it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm excited how God is at work there too. I pray that God would help me, that God would use me to help these new believers grow, like at my Wednesday night Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that God would give me the words to say as he opens up doors to share about him. Right, right. That we don't get in the way of sharing his word. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, I, I just want you to know, um, before we before we close up our time, I want to spend a few moments just praying over those requests and lifting you and ministry up. Yep. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, and before we do, we have one more question for you. 
What yeah. is it, Joel? <laughs> what is the question? This is the LLS question, Jamie. And uh, <laughs> basically, it, it it's this. If you were to stand in front of Friendship Church, how would you encourage them to love, live, and serve like Jesus? I would say to remember that as we are ambassadors for Christ, to take advantage of every opportunity that God gives us as we go about our day. A pastor once said, life is ministry and ministry is life. And truly, you know, just to keep our eyes open at those open doors that God gives us. One one of my favorite passages is Acts 17 of Paul in Athens. And when uh, when I share about Acts 17, the five application points that I have, I think are related to this theme that you have. Um, you know, as you remember, Acts 17 is where Paul is in Athens and he sees the altar to an unknown God. And he's, he, they, they have him stand up and he says, I, you know, I, I congratulate you or whatever, because you're religious. I said, but you know that I noticed that altar is the unknown God mm. and that unknown God, that's the one that I present to you. And then he goes on God throughout creation and history. And, and then he offers mentions Jesus and then he gives them an opportunity to respond. And um, there's five application points that I like to think about. And they all start with L, like a good sermon. <laughs> yeah, nice. And they're, uh, it's, uh, it says, look, listen, learn, love, live. I'll just go through those briefly. So look, to keep our eyes open. You know, Paul saw that um, the altar to the unknown, unknown God. You know, to keep our eyes open to see, you know, where God is, uh, where, where we can see indications of their spiritual reality, mm-hmm. what they're believing in, their, their hunger for spiritual things. Just keep our eyes open and anything that maybe it's jewelry they're wearing, maybe it's something on the wall. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, listen, to listen to, to what they're really saying. You know, they might have some deep hurts or deep needs. Um, concerns. Maybe they have a relative that just died of COVID or something. To really listen and to to listen to what they're saying. Mm. And number three is to learn. You know, Paul quoted the the Greek poetry to 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 be students of culture and students of uh, people. You know, not to assume anything, but to really listen and to learn where these people are coming from. Right. To understand where they're coming from and what their beliefs are. Love, that's a pretty basic one. We love by listening. We love by meeting practical needs to love people. Mm-hmm. And then the live, to live for the glory of God, just to be um, ambassadors for Christ, to be ready and willing to serve and to reach out and to maybe say a word of encouragement, what, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, just to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be re- always ready. And, and you know, First Peter 3.15 about Paul, where it says that always be ready to give an answer to the hope within us, but to do that with uh, reverence and respect. Right. And so I think that's that's one way I would answer that question. That's a great answer. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So, uh, Jamie, before we pray, uh, do you have any any trips planned up to the Arctic tundra anytime soon? Uh, but yeah, you know, this is a great time to be up here, by the way, just, just so you know, January, February, these are, these are the perfect times to be up in Minnesota. I, I, I totally, (laughs) I totally agree because I've been, I've, I grew up in Minnesota and, um, you know, people down here dream about snow 
And there's like when I when I go up to Minnesota for Christmas for a few days, uh-huh. they're like, you're so lucky you get to see snow. <laughs> wow. it, they don't realize that it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we have a, a, a group of Venezuelans who who are here in the area and one of them made a comment. Uh, this was in the fall. It was like October, and we dropped to fifty degrees one one evening. And they said, "I just can't imagine it being colder than this. It's <laughs> so imagine. cold. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you won't have to imagine pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna know. You'll know. That's right. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's the same down here. You know, people are. You know, wearing thick jackets and scarves and stuff when it's 50 degrees. Yes. No way. So uh, it sounds like you generally come up around Christmas. Uh, Do you have any other trips coming this way? Not yet, but I think I'll be up for home assignment beginning June of 23 to to June of 24. Okay. So for sure we'll be in touch to to connect and, and see you then, hopefully. Yeah. We'll look forward to it. Well, I hope that that works out. I mean, Jamie, this is the first time that you and I really have gotten the chance to uh, interact. And I'll just say for those that are listening, Jamie is just, she's full of energy and excitement. You just see it in her eyes and hear it in her voice. And I hope you got a, a feel for that. And I'm sure that God has used that in many ways throughout your ministry. So thank you. Thank you for shining for Jesus, Jamie. And thank you, Friendship, for your partnership in ministry. I really value the, the, the privilege that we have to partner together to extend God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, let's, let's lift up Jamie in these ministries. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you so much for what you're doing in Guadalajara. And uh, Lord, we ask that just in a very real way that you would minister, that you would be exalted, that you would be lifted up, O oh Lord. We thank you, uh, Lord, for how you have sustained Jamie all of these years and ministered to her and through her. And we ask for that to continue as she's asked for prayer for health and for energy and for safety. Oh, Lord, would you go before her, behind her, above her, below her, to the sides, Lord, that that she would have a sense of, of just being enveloped in your presence, Almighty God. We ask you for this. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to use her for transformational leaders. That uh, at the at the seminary there would uh, there would be a group of people who would um, be transformed, who would be um, empowered by your Holy Spirit, and they would see Jamie and others as uh, catalysts for your glory. Lord, I I, I pray that. Um, uh, just as as Jamie's doing these Bible studies and new believers are coming in and there's excitement for this this newness of life that's being experienced, that that would continue, that it would spread, that it would be more contagious than COVID. And Lord, that just in a very real way, people would uh, have a sense of your uh, of your love and and even to see you in different and new ways. Lord, I I pray for the right words, that uh, Jamie would uh, be able to speak words of life as opportunities come, that she would be able to take advantage of each situation. And even as she said earlier, that life is ministry and ministry is life. And yet at the same time, I also ask that she would have a Sabbath for her soul too, that 
Um, I recognize being immersed into a culture that you didn't grow up with can be exhausting at times, and at times you can feel like an outsider. So, Lord, would you just, again, just minister to her soul in a way that is rejuvenating and life-giving and and confirming the call that you've given her at Emmanuel Theological Seminary and and other uh, and with the churches that she's serving as well. And Lord, I, I do pray that for all of us, we would be able to look, listen, learn, love, and live as you've called us to. Be exalted, Almighty God, and be lifted up, and it's in Jesus Christ's precious and holy, holy, holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. And for those of you listening in, let us not forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining in today, church fam. We will see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.